Yes, 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 people. Let's get this party started right and kick your weekend off in high fashion. You're listening to the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox. Welcome to talkradio.nyc. Before I bring my guest on today, the message of the week, and I'm ripping this from his Twitter account, his pinned tweet. In fact, I want to do better today than I did the day before. Great message to start your day, your weekend. Got a new month coming up, new season. Spring is in the air. Uh, it's finally new, it's finally warm in New York, and I think all the snow has finally melted. With that, we're zooming out to Las Vegas, Nevada today. We're going to hear from my man, Andamo Hondo, the second. How was it being the second? What was the first like? Was he was he just like a motherfucker? Or? <laughs> he was an interesting man. I think I, I'll take the title now. <laughs> I mean, you always, like, all your accounts are like the second. And I'm like, man, what was the first like? <laughs> <laughs> Got to clarify. <laughs> nice, nice. How you doing today, man? I'm doing great. It's good weather outside. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to, to chat. Awesome. So Andamo has a, he has a, a social media agency called Gridlock uh, based out of Las Vegas. Uh, are you from Vegas? Is that where you grew up? Yep. Born nice. and raised. Awesome. So just like the epicenter, right, man? It's kind of crazy. Yeah. That's where it all started. Yeah. That's really fantastic. So let's start with just like kind of the trajectory, how you ended up in social media and then like actually started a company because I, you know, between all the clubhouse rooms, the masterminds, just like social media itself, talking to, to business people and entrepreneurs and everything. Everybody's like, I want to start a social media agency. I want to start a social media house. I want to do, you know, like all this stuff because it looks so glamorous and like everything looks free and like you just make lots of money, you know, and you're just always like walking around with the camera and like <laughs> living your, your best Insta life. But I want to know, and the listeners want to know, what does it really take? Well, I definitely don't think it's for everyone. Just like most businesses, uh, I think there's something natural to it. Like if you have a natural um, gift or talent to, you know, create certain things that uh, invoke like an emotion or that sort of thing, it should be easy to start to do creative advertising. But um, I started because when I was 17, um, I was DJing, making music, not really anything big, but just doing things in my house. And a review journal came over and did an article on me. Um, And I had to then market my own stuff. I had to make graphics, I had to make videos, promos, all that kind of stuff to to promote my music. And um, it paid off pretty well. And then uh, by making all this content, I started to really like making film, making videos and stuff like that. So went to uh, Full Sail in Orlando and shortly realized that maybe film wasn't exactly what I wanted, but I think creating in general was my thing. So while I was out there, I did a gig uh, and the guy shorted me, was really rude. It was a horrible experience as a videographer, my very first gig by myself as well. And when I came back to Vegas, I met up with a bunch of photographers, videographers, and I realized that if I was going to do photography as a job, I would have to do these one-off gigs and hope that I get another one the next month to pay bills. And it was just really weird to me. So um, what I did was I started, uh, thanks to my friend, Michael uh, Zimmerman, he had suggested that I do the promotion and things that I did for my music, but for businesses. And that would be a really good career and opportunity. I'd never heard of Gary V, never heard of a social media agency. I just knew what I did before and how I could apply it. So what I did was I created a business that, charged companies for high quality photo video graphics um, and strategy advertising while giving photographers a connection to these businesses to where they said I said hey this is exactly how much you're going to get paid every single month you film or take photos this many times a month you submit the things raw or edited depending on how that works out and they're not doing one-off gigs anymore now they know for the next year that Gridlock has this company that I have a consistent income every single month. Nice. So how long was it? What was the transition like where from where it was just you, like you were, you know, providing this service for businesses to like, oh, now I need to, I need to outsource. I need to start bringing people in and you become more of a company as opposed to, because especially in New York, there's tons of like, just like the solopreneur running right. around with the camera, uh, just going door to door, literally knocking on like restaurant doors. I've had tons of them come through, come through here at Della. Uh, mm. I'll do all your social media for you, you know, <laughs> and they're just trying to acquire like one business after the other. What was that transition like for you from like, I'm on my own to like, wow, now I got to bring in photographers. Cause that's like, 
that's great to have that problem, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think in, in, well, in the very, very beginning, when I had sat down to come up with the company name and build the website and everything, I did it from Wednesday to Friday. We would sit at Starbucks, black coffee, that was the thing. And we would build this. And then Monday, I had my first client um, based in wow. New Jersey, uh, thanks to Periscope is how I connected with them. And for me, I did that by myself for a while, but out the gate, uh, he had a photographer in town um, that he just brought on and he wanted to work with. And so we pretty much worked together. I told him what I needed. He gave me his ideas and we collaborated with, he wasn't even nowhere near Vegas. He was in New Jersey, guy hired him. And I was from the beginning working with someone, um, getting the content that I needed. And we, it was a great collaboration. And I think from that, I realized that Vegas, I can actually start by working on different cities and stuff like that. So when I would get a client or get inquiries in Texas, I would literally go to Instagram, search the hashtag Texas or Dallas photographer, find 10, 5, 10, 15. There's a ton everywhere. Yeah. Say, hey, this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm looking for. Here are the benefits for you. And then bring them on board and did that with a few cities. And it's been it's been great. Um, and I think that I want to keep this momentum going and then also get into graphic designers, website builders and stuff like that to give them a good structured business to, to, to operate it. That's awesome. So basically the, the, the camera guys were doing photography and video, sending you the files, and then you were, you were curating uh, the social media marketing essentially for, for the exactly. business. Yep. Um, were you doing uh, paid runs as, or just organic? I know like your website really like you highlight organic and I, I appreciate that. I'm an organic <laughs> kind of guy. I like yeah. organic spinach and coffee and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I focused more on organic because it helped me understand where I was with my abilities to mm -hmm. be able to have people just be interested. Um, I got into ads later on when it became a necessity like, oh, yeah. We also need to run ads. And, you know, in the beginning, it was very confusing. There were so many sure. numbers and data and things like that. So um, I had some great people come on to help me to uh, kind of organize those, help me understand it better. And then we were able to now put our strategies for creative advertising um, organically and then use it to, okay, if this comes across someone's feed, they think differently than someone who's following on purpose or mm -hmm. coming across it organically through shares, through saves, that sort of thing. And, and I've heard it said, and, and I played with both, uh, like I've, I've run social media for my own businesses for a few years now and, you know, coming in, like not know my trajectory was similar to yours. I was a freelance musician and, and I know what that feeling is like, like I got gigs this week, but in six months, I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. And, and the, <laughs> the things that would give me the guaranteed money, I was like, I don't want to do that, man. <laughs> really do not like in music. I'm like, I really don't want to do that. I did it for a yeah. little while and I was like really unhappy. Um, and I grew up in restaurants too. So ultimately the food industry took over. But, um, but I, I just kind of jumped in like with the show. The show was really the way where it was like, okay, you have to really get involved in this. And, and I learned a lot through that. And I played with paid and uh, a much mainly organic, but some paid. But the way I kind of understand it is that paid generally is just going to help increase your organic. Like you, you know, you can put a call to action in there. You might get some you might get some direct sales from it, but but maybe that shouldn't be the expectation. Would you agree with that? Um, I think so. I, I think different goals, like I, I've seen running ads for like events is much different than yeah. uh, to sell a product. Yeah. And it's, you have to somewhat think of it totally differently. Um, I saw an ad yesterday that it was a, a school or it was a, a kid's uh, sports program here in Henderson. And they just had a picture of the tent with their volunteers under it, but there was no kid playing soccer. There was no children. There was like no information. And the image was really blurry and I'm I'm thinking like okay they didn't necessarily overthink their ad but I clicked on their profile and realized that this would be something great for my kids so it's like it you could be really picky or really uh, particular about it 
or you can get lucky and find someone who's not too picky like myself. <laughs> Maybe the strategy was like, we're just going to make the, the ad so bad that people are just going to click just to be like, oh my God, what's what happening? Is this? And I'm like, wow, this is great. Billy would really love this. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's so funny. Oh my God. I, I've seen that. I, I don't, I'm not saying that that's necessarily the case, but I've seen that there's some like, places locally where I'm like oh what's going on and I always click it because <laughs> I'm like what's <laughs> happening here this is so bad <laughs> yeah I try to be a little gracious because not everyone has that you know especially if you're running the thing like when I started it was me pretty much like most business, yeah. businesses they start doing their own social media on their own yeah and they may not have the training or whatever and I mean yeah. I haven't really had formal training I've been out getting no's declines no views no likes whatever for the longest and that's kind of how I learned but I think uh it's good for anyone that's trying and I think everyone should just forget what everyone else says just because it isn't super pretty doesn't mean it's not going to work right um because quality is subjective across the board I mean I clicked on the ad I got information like you know so it it all depends but different goals for different people Absolutely. And what year was it that you really started to like put all this together for yourself? Like the year where you kind of started and then, then when did it like really escalate for you? I think when did gridlock become like official, like official? Oh yeah. So I, when I started the company, it was my DNA media because that was my photography handle was my DNA. And for a while things just weren't clicking. I had issues with clients, of course, because I haven't worked with businesses before. So um, I had let down and some by completely forgetting a whole social media platform. And then sometimes it would be uh, just invoicing was a problem or getting contracts in time. And that sort of, I had to learn all of this stuff, taxes, LLC, sole pride, all this stuff. And I was just like, what? I thought I could just start and just go, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which well, is you not can, the case. You can, but once you start right. making money, then it, then it gets a little, it was definitely uh, a bit troubling in the beginning, but I think when I switched over to gridlock in early 2020, January of 2020 oh, okay. was when I finally had a good sales system, a, a good system for onboarding clients um, good ways of communication. That was a really big thing. You know, I didn't want anything to be misinformed or lost in translation or anything like mm-hmm. that. So um, I think with the tight process that I have now, it saved me and the clients a ton of headaches. Um, and then also it's given me a lot of time to kind of reflect and see, okay, where do I want to go from here? Because how long am I going to do this for? Um, when is it time to call it you know, call it quits. It, it, it is the company just going to transform. Um, and then actually having two kids within the past two and a half years, yeah. I've definitely had to think about what the future is and how to make this train move a lot faster. That's great. Kids will really, they'll tune you up, man. You'll be like, oh, yeah. oh that was important. Uh, yeah, no, that's not important anymore. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I, I have three. I could just, two wasn't enough for me. I, I just still wasn't learning what I needed to do. <laughs> so the third one, <laughs> the third one reined it in. Uh, well, well, great, great segue. I want to pick up with some of those things, uh, communication and process. When we come back, we're going to take a quick break. So all of you hang tight. We'll be back in just a few. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you interested in having a better relationship with yourself, others, and God? Greetings. I'm your host, Dr. George Andow, for the show, A Journey Through Into Awareness. On my show, we journey into the awareness that the mind of God is the true seat of our personal consciousness. We join together each Monday at 7 p.m., so tune in on Talk Radio NYC. Did you know that nearly one in five adults in the U.S. battles mental illness? 
Hi, my name is Albert Dabba. I'm the host of the show Extra Innings. Extra Innings, I discuss the topics of wellness, mental health, and the experience of surviving multiple suicides within my family. Listen live every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern to Extra Innings for discussions with sports figures, artists, mental health professionals, many others. That's Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military and politics, all around what makes a great leader. The personal experiences of what's worked and, maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So, that's 7 o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. everybody welcome back if you're just tuning in you're listening to the entrepreneurial web it's friday noon one of the best hours of the week i'm your host jeremiah fox resuming to las vegas nevada today talking to andamo hondo number two not number one number two be very specific about that (laughs) he's got a company a social media agency called gridlock in las vegas does social media and advertising organically mainly for businesses all over. Are you just North America or are we, are we international now? Oh, uh, as of a few weeks ago, international. Nice. That's yep. what I'm talking about. Very cool. So international business uh, started uh, ground up, not a whole lot of background in training. Like most of us get into it. Uh, started collecting clients right away, outsourcing, photographies and do you have so one question do you have actual employees or are you just like 1099ing everything yeah I, I i decided to go with the 1099 okay. for a while i think uh i'm hoping within the future that could possibly change i feel like it's i, I started the company in 2016 so it's been a few years. I've been slow to educate myself on the benefits and things like that and yeah. uh you know medical and whatnot so um, I think at some point it, it, it might get to that point, but I don't think it would be the company it is now. I definitely think it will mm-hmm. transition into something more um, sustainable um, as far as like we have something that we are offering, not just as a service, but an actual product, something that people come to receive, um, whether it's an office that people come in and get training. I definitely want to create a stronger mentorship program. Um, and training program for photographers, videographers, mm. who, you know, because they, they, they're they getting p- paid well, and they, they have a, a good solid foundation with us. But I want them to be able to make sure that their personal life and that, um, you know, they, they're still doing photography, because it's their passion, but outside of here, that they're able to grow it even bigger and get better clients and, and, you know, just walk in there and their calling and, and what they envision for their lives, their career. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's, that's top of mind. I mean, I think we connected through a clubhouse room that was kind of dealing with the same thing. And most of the rooms that I'm working in there, that's like big discussion. And you said it in the last uh, segment, like communication. So being able to communicate effectively, I do one room with uh, my mentor, uh, one of my mentors uh, every week about uh, that idea of like, you're, you know, creating your three pillars letting that inform your mission statement that then informs like your value system and your company culture. And for you, especially, it's really interesting. We get to hash this out a little bit because most of us have employees. Like my, my, my mentor, he has 450 employees. He's franchised, like it's all over the place. He created a, a training system. He created a software actually over like the last six years and it's just being released right now. And like it, he developed it for a restaurant like for a restaurant franchise, but like his first customer is a, is a medical facility. So it's just like in general communication and training, it's can get really tricky when it's, it's freelancers and all 1099ers. Um, and I'll tell you what, if you do make the jump, those payroll taxes, Oh, 
they hurt. They hurt so bad. Every payroll, you're like, really? But yeah, then it's, you know, you're, you're contributing to other, you know, components of society. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, then there's the option for, for medical and stuff. And you can't do that uh, when you're just freelancing. Um, but, but I think for you, like being that these are like representatives of you, because right. If anything bad happens, it's going to come back to gridlock. Right. Like they'll, you know, they might remember the the photographer's name or whatever, you know, whoever the, the person is, but like ultimately it comes back to you. So how do you, have you thought, well, I know you've thought about it because we've talked about it and I've seen some of your social media on it, but where are you at right now kind of with that communication? And you, you mentioned process too, like those two are hand in hand, especially when you're trying to grow a business, like beyond just yourself, right? Uh, are mm-hmm. you familiar with the, uh, the, the e-myth? The, the, e-myth? Book, the book, The E-Myth? Oh, no. I'm not. Oh, you got to check it out. Uh, God, I can't remember the guy's name. I'll look it up in just a minute. I should know because we talk about it all the time. <laughs> so the, the base, basic work for your business or at your business. So they use like the analogy of the baker. You get in, you're talking about it a lot, like passion. I mean, photography and art and all this media, I mean, it all comes through passion, right? These are like yeah. people who are passionate and creative and they want to find this outlet and make a living doing it. And a lot of them are probably good at it, right? And right. Just, in fact deserve to make a living at it so we use the analogy of uh of a baker guys passionate about baking starts a bakery and he starts to get busy really busy like it's hard to keep up you can't as you mentioned before start to handle some of the other things you know like yeah exactly accounting and 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 marketing and all this stuff you know hiring and firing and everything if you're baking all the time like right going to suffer you're not going to keep up you'll burn out you mentioned also, you know, life lifestyle, like you, you want these people to like be able to, you want, you said sustainable too, like you want that sustainability so they can do this long-term, right? whether, whether it's for you or, or just for the industry. So at a certain point, you have to like flip it to where you, you allow other people to come in. You have to train, you have to train, you have to train. So yeah, that's- <laughs> it's just like communication so that you can handle the other things because nobody's going to care for it the way you do. You might find one person, maybe. Yeah, but- yeah I, I, that, that's why I think I, I say it all the time, even more the past few weeks, that if, if you take care of your people, they'll take care of you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, that means if I'm running a business like I am and I have people come on and, and work with us, whether they be graphics, photographers, whatever, um, I want to make sure that, you know, they may be coming on because they see this as a step in their journey to their end goal. I don't want my business to overshadow them. So I, I, I worked in uh, multiple places before I was able to, to run my own business. And one thing I always felt was lost was that I had a vision and a calling for my life. And I really focused on building um, a career to go a specific way, to have an end goal, get married, have kids, do this, be able to function in a certain way. But I felt like it wasn't really listened to. So it's easy for people in their jobs to feel like they're just working and doing things, but they feel like their vision has stopped, that they've stopped their career from progressing. And most of the times it's actually true. Um, So I really want to take the time to listen, uh, to see where they want to go. So like, let's say we have a photographer and he just wants to travel. He loves seeing these travel photographies. He loves going different places. He loves flying. I'm not that person. I don't like flying. But if we have a client out of state that I maybe can't get to or can't find a good photographer that's a good fit, maybe instead I'll give him opportunities to travel, to go do different things in different cities and stuff like that. And I think being able to listen to your employees, see and 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 constantly check in on them, see are, are do you feel like you're going where you want to? How can I help support your career? How can I help you get to your end goal? And not be afraid of them eventually leaving years down the road, but because they have that relationship with you and they feel like they're supported by you, they'll stay much longer. Every single person I've worked with since I started the company is still with me today. Yeah, nice. That's it's really important. Uh, and there's this balance. You gotta you gotta join the Tuesday night room. You'll love it. Um, we're, we're constantly talking about that. Last week was like really it got really intense. Where mm. you know you create your your whys you know your reasons why you do all these things and you just named a number of them and Mm -hmm. then where and how do you balance that with the employee interjection or or freelance interjection to where there's mutual benefit both parties feel good you know um and and it really just comes down to communicating and being 
clear, you know, Um, but I like what you said about building that in for them, upper mobility within the company or just in life. Like if you show them, I think that the stats are like 95% of employees leave their job because they don't feel, um, they, they feel undertrained and like, there's, there's nowhere to go. Like they're just there. They're just a number, you know? plugging along and, and that, that can be really alienating and not motivational to get people. (laughs) No, not at all. So easy to get them uh, to, to feel isolated. And then, I mean, think about how many people right now, I mean, we see it all the time where they're like, Oh, I can't wait to quit my nine to five and do my own thing. It's like, there's nothing wrong with nine to five. (laughs) (laughs) There's really not. I I, like working at nine to five and running a company or doing whatever is fantastic because you're just building on your own wealth and you you just have to be disciplined with your time. Um, But I think that an honest conversation should be had with employers, uh, especially when it comes to, you know, getting, taking a job just because it's a job and you feel later on that you're not being compensated for your time. Make sure that you hit all these things right before you say yes. Make sure mm. that you realize and know exactly what your work is going to be. And then if it's anything outside of that, don't be afraid to say no. But I mean, that's why I think it's more important to, I mean, especially lately, I've been focusing on investments and, and putting my money elsewhere and creating different revenues of income mm. um, so that I'm not relying on this one job to where if I'm being mistreated or if something just isn't lining up, I can't take time to go find something that's going to help me move towards my career goals but I can then negotiate my pay and feel happy with what I'm doing every single week. And I think everyone should do that. Yeah, absolutely. The best advice my mentor ever gave me, well, I can't say that. The one that I listened to the most, (laughs) he gave me a lot of great advice. I I started working for this guy. His name's Tony DiSilvestro. He's known as Tony D on on like social media and clubhouse. Um, I started working for him in like 1993. I was like 17 years old and just, he said a bunch of crazy things to me and most of it went in one ear and out the other. But he said, it's better to own 20% of five things than 100% of one. Mm-hmm. And you just like nailed it right there. Like, I think, I mean, look at what COVID did to everybody. You know, it just like scattered. If anybody felt like they had job security before, <laughs> so people got people got checked really hard but i think it was good i know it hurts like ripping the band-aid off it kind of sucks at first and one of the reasons i wanted to be in business for myself is because you you that's always the case you never know what's going to happen when you're in business for yourself you're just in those backroom meetings where it's like oh shit man i don't know what we're gonna do you know what i mean at least you know you have the awareness where like when you just work for a company you're like they're not telling you anything you're like oh everything's great you know you just mm-hmm. got a new mortgage or whatever and then bam you know you get the kibosh and that sucks yeah. never never want to be subject to that so no all right we're going to take another break and we come back i'd love to talk about the board of trustees situation <laughs> I've like little experience, so it'll be good. We can hash it out together. All right. So hang tight. We'll be back in just a minute, everybody. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Hey, everybody. It's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector, coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Do you run or are ready to open your own business? Hi, I'm Jeremiah Fox. I've been operating and opening small business for the last 25 years, and I'm the host of the new show, The Entrepreneurial Web. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern time for insights and stories on the nuances of running small business right here on Fridays at noon, talkradio.nyc. Hi. 
Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2. They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Folks, welcome back once again the Entrepreneurial Web. I'm your host, Jeremiah Fox, talking at Andamo Hondo II today from Gridlock Media in Las Vegas, all things social media, business. Uh, and he put out a tweet, I think it was a week or so ago, something about a board of trustees. He's like, I don't know about this. <laughs> so one question, and you don't have to answer with anything specific or answer it all if you don't want to. Do you have investors? Or like share for gridlock? Yeah. Um I'm gonna say no. Okay, good enough. <laughs> so then the other question is why would you need a board of trustees? So I haven't talked about this publicly, but I think if I do this will You don't have to if you don't want to. You no, know? I'm totally fine with it because I think this will help me to to yeah make it real in in reality so uh i'm starting another business uh which is going to be home renovations and remodeling in vegas which is like a weird like how do you go from social media to (laughs) like construction um i i've been lucky enough to be around people uh a good friend of mine ivan who's really really good with remodeling i've helped him take up the tile in his new house and and a bunch of other things i'm realizing that um, real estate investing is great, but I think real estate itself is pretty fresh and untapped in Vegas. I mean, there's a lot of people moving and a lot of things going on. So I felt like this was a good opportunity to start to move into a venture like that. And um, a couple of weeks back, I we were looking at some houses. We do this every once in a while just to get us motivated and vision bigger than our, our, our little house vision and that sort of thing so that we're, yeah. we're stretching our minds further. And I was walking around these million dollar homes and I remember looking at this, uh, this house and I was like, this is phenomenal. And as I walked outside, uh, I saw, uh, Graham Stephan, who's a, he has 3 million subscribers, really big on real estate investing and, uh, was able to run into him getting his mail, walking into one of these houses. And it's easy to see stuff on social media and go, yeah, that's cool. Wow. Look at that. That's amazing. But you never think that you could get there because it just seems so yeah. out of your reach. So I think, actually seeing him in person, seeing this is his home and being in this environment really started to get me to think like, I feel like I've put a wall here to where, oh, I can get to this point. And it's always an achievable goal. I haven't really set any goals that just seem so ridiculous. And I feel like now that I'm doing that, I'm going further and reaching goals way past my expectations Mm -hmm. because I've set such a far reaching one. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to be renovating homes, um, but also finally creating a, a mentorship program off the back of it for people my age, I'm 25, uh, that are starting their careers or they're coming out of college or they're just looking for something new to get paid pretty well, but also learning work ethic and being around these really strong manly men um, to help to get them to a place of hard work ethic and understanding um, just what it takes to really survive, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's good facets. Uh, you know, real estate. No matter how you're kind of involved in it, it, you know, it's a slow burn. The margins aren't as high as as like digital marketing. Uh, food is similar, but like everybody has to eat. 
everybody yep. needs a place to live, you know? Yep. So like, those are, those are good and solid. And then having, you know, some mix up in digital as I'm trying to get to there. I've been in like brick and mortar my whole life mm -hmm. and, and mentorship as, as well, because you're right. There are a lot of people, especially in the last year who either lost their job yep. or realized how fragile their existence was and, yes. and had been thinking about like, maybe I should do my own thing. And now they're like, All right, I'm going, you know, I'm jumping. Um, right. And, and there's a big market for people who are, who have done it even just a little bit, even if just like a few steps ahead, they'll pay you for some advice. And that's yeah. like my, my guy, Tony, we talk about this all the time. Like we just got knocked around. We got nothing. We were both like just scrappy, you know what I'm saying? And, and mm -hmm. made tons of mistakes. So the idea is like, just to be a help, you know, just so you don't do like some of the really, really dumb things that we did. I mean, there were just some really, some really dumb things. Um, so the board of trustees, does that have to do with the, the, the uh, real estate thing? Yes. Yeah. Cause I, I, I don't know anything about construction. I just know that there's, there's a need for it. There's a lot of people that also have a need for this kind of business to be able to work in and, and operate. Um, but also a need for mentorship and people to have mm -hmm. uh, good people to be around to, to get their life redirected and, and, um, they're just great, 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 great people. Uh, that's going to be a part of it. And the board of trustees was difficult for me because I know so many people that do construction or that I just love the way that they think, or they have like decades of experience in this stuff. Mm -hmm. And I want this to not just be a business just to make money. I want this to be a, a good thing for people's lives personally outside of business that, you know, they're learning work, work ethic. They're learning how much it takes to make something very simple, you know, from cutting the wood to painting to, oh, there's a crack, there's, it's not lined up. All these little details are so important. Um, and I think that does a lot for people in their minds and the way they operate to look at the details, to realize that things aren't as they seem, that this is a false wall or that this is, you know, and there's just so many facets to it. But I think uh, the people that I have around me are phenomenal. They've helped me get to where I am. Um, without them, I wouldn't have been able to get married in 2018 and now have three kids. Um, and at the time I was 21. So it was definitely a lot for me to take on. Um, but I, I, I think being around them is what helped me to get to this point at 25, running this business, doing something else, making sure my, my family's taken care of and, and helping people, other people, my age or any age, really just to, uh, to begin to move their careers and realize that it's not too late, that you can always do something else. You don't have to do one thing. You yeah. can do multiple things. You have plenty of time. Um, and, you know, to, to realize where your time is going. Is it entertainment? Is it um, working? And then when you're sitting down to work, what are you getting done? Because we can all hustle and feel busy. Right. Um, but if at the end of the day, I look at my checklist and I feel like I'm worn out, but I haven't gotten anything done, what did I do? You know, so that kind of stuff is important. And I feel like I've learned a lot of that from from the guys and people that I'm around in my church and in, in friends, family, that sort of thing. So I'd like to introduce this kind of mentorship that's off the back of like working together to help people get to their goals. So I've been involved in in a nonprofit, which is, a you know, that's a board of directors, which is very similar. Um, but it just that's what they call it when it's nonprofit, as far as I understand it. And same thing, we, it was a, it was a, we started our own food co-op, which is kind of like trendy, a little bit in Brooklyn, uh, where we live, but um, like the biggest one in the country is, is here and close by, and it's been in existence for, I don't know, 40 something years. So we, we did our own and it, it required a board of directors. Um, and we've been at it for like seven years now, and it's got pros and cons, like it, they can really, it's nice to kind of, especially if you don't know kind of what's happening, uh, it's good to spread that load, but then there's also times where it just, they like, it's a ton of inaction. I'll just say that mm. where like, you're trying to get stuff done and there's just so much, we've lost so much time just to like these meetings where people didn't understand what was happening. One facet of it. Cause it's all, you know, at the end of the day, it's all financial. It still yeah. comes down to like, it, there's a business that has to happen. And if that disappears, then what's the board good for like you don't need the board <laughs> yeah. if there's if there's no no, no operation so mm -hmm. it it gets tricky navigating operations versus uh you know some of the other decisions that have to be made um my only suggestion would be you know 
try to delineate as much as possible between uh, who has control of the money, that they're not mm. owners, you know, and usually they're not, right? Is that correct? Yeah. Order trustees Typically, are not owners. I don't yeah, think yeah. so, yeah. Yeah, like try to like carve out this way, this place where there's like their advisory and they kind of like exist over here. Like a little, like, you know, you can dip your finger in the other water, but like, don't touch yeah. my don't touch my money, man. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's where it gets tricky. And, and we've had to learn because we were all one, one gentleman that's involved uh, has, has been from the beginning. He, his entire career was in uh, nonprofits and, and being on boards or, or being, you know, the liaison for the board. So he has a lot of experience with the rest of us and have no idea what we're doing and kind of right. learning the hard way like that. It's like, wow, you know, like if, they, if these particular people got a hold of the money, like it could be, it could be over quickly. So yeah, I, I've, just, I've tried to I'll just leave you with that. As far as it goes. <laughs> yeah. That's like my one takeaway from it. Right. Yeah. But did you feel a little better about it now? You got, you got I think so. Your chest. I, yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not definitely. saying it's a bad idea, but it's, it's like, it, it sounds like you've got some pretty powerful people and you selected, mm. we're going through like the mill. So there's people constantly, that's the other thing is like, people are constantly leaving and you're required to have a certain amount and there's a certain amount of meetings and a certain yeah. amount of all this stuff, you know, and, um, and it can get kind of taxing. It can almost be like another job. And like, wow. I already have, I already have four, you know, I don't right. need another one, <laughs> you know? So you just have to, you know, be careful with that. Is it, ne- is it necessary for this project? Is that, that's the other question. That, that is a good question. I, 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 I may, I think I'm, I'm going to make it necessary because okay. I, I have, someone who's specifically just on market research, like he knows everything about trends in Vegas, housing markets in different states. He has real estate in different states. Um, so he's really in tune, has his finger on the pulse with everything that's going mm-hmm. on. The other two guys, um, one's been doing construction internationally and the other one has done more stuff in Vegas. So there's a good balance between those yeah. two. And then someone else, who's specifically on finance, what, what the market's doing, not just in real estate, but just in general finances in Las Vegas, where debt, everything, and just has that knowledge of, so I can, we can, I can throw something into the pool and everyone has a different take on it. And that way we can just flatten out the line and get a better understanding. And that way everyone's not, it's not just a bunch of dudes that know how to put up drywall trying to figure out <laughs> finances and what the market's doing and all that sort of thing. Everyone has their own respective, uh, areas yeah no i like that that sounds like a winning formula i hope so we'll see yeah i wish i wish you the best with that. <laughs> all right we're gonna take one more quick break we'll be back in just a minute everybody hang tight you're listening to talk radio nyc uplift educate empower Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern time on talkradio.nyc. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York, a weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day.
All right, everybody, we're going to wrap this puppy up and get into the weekend. Once again, we're talking to Andamo Hondo from Las Vegas, Nevada. The second, I should say. Can't leave that out. Uh, he's the uh, CEO and owner of Gridlock Media. Um, so my my last round of questions has to going back to like social media and this whole like landscape that everybody's trying to get into. Is the market oversaturated with social media guys right now? Is there any, is there room for people to like elbow their way in and still make a living uh, and, and, and be creative and, and have a job in, in this like social media agency realm? Mm-hmm. Not just like freelancers, not just like guys being hired. I mean, like starting your own company. What, what's your thoughts on that? Um, I don't think, it, I mean, I think it can be oversaturated i wouldn't necessarily say that i mean think about every food chain is coming out with a new chicken sandwich yeah i mean everyone's right. you know chicken sandwich could be oversaturated at some point but if you make a better chicken sandwich people are going to buy it so um i think that there is wiggle room there's some businesses that i do really well with like uh one of my favorite ones i've ever had i talk about it all the time so don't bouquet we were making great content it was phenomenal what was it um the donut you. bouquet Oh, okay. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So instead of a bouquet of flowers, it's donuts. I mm-hmm. guess they get a plug, but um, <laughs> so like food products and like personalities, I do really, really well with. I love creating like online shows, uh, motivational stuff. Always, always fun. Um, but I have trouble with certain like education to me gets a little tricky. Um, but if they have a curriculum, like a, 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 we're going to be working with some schools pretty soon. And we finally, I feel like I finally got a grip on exactly how to market this and by focusing on the right kind of people. Like if you're marketing on Instagram, you're not marketing to the kids, you're marketing to the parents to get them on board to, right. to have their child go there, that sort of thing. So I think everyone thinks differently. I think different perspectives are super important. So I usually, when I sit down, I say, hey, this is a client we have coming on. Do you think we could work with them? Uh, this person will have this idea. I'll, I'll think of it this way, but then someone will come in that maybe had a background in this area and go, Oh, well, this was something that was missing that I feel like we, we just missed the mark on boom. That's it right there. So I think there's different markets that people can get into. Um, I wouldn't say it's oversaturated. I just think if you do it differently enough, it'll work. I mean, you don't have most social media agencies able to produce on the Super Bowl commercial level, yeah. <laughs> but you also don't have some that are able to execute organically. Um, so I think there's, there's enough room to, to, to make something happen. If you, if you are yourself, you stand out enough. Um, but also you're, I think one thing that I uh, have heard feedback from with my clients is that I'm very honest and I'm open about what's going on. If something doesn't make sense to me, or I don't think that we could specifically do this thing, I'm not going to tell you, oh yeah, we could do that and then figure it out later. Cause yeah. that could, cause some issues where well you said this and this is what i'm getting and i'm paying this much for it and eh, it's just not good so i'll say hey you know we can do this but we probably can't do specific things and i'll have uh, let me see if i can find someone i can do that for you i have no problem throwing clients to other people that i trust that i know will take care of them if i don't have the means or capacity and then also i'm i'm willing to do the research and find someone that i can trust to help um with this client so I think it's a, it's a, it's, I think it's up to the person if you're willing to do that. But if you try to copy paste and, and be Gary V or do even the things that the ways that we do it, it That's won't scary. work out as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that chime was scared the hell out of me. <laughs> that was loud. Um, so specialization is what you would recommend. Like don't just, yes. it, it, the gentleman I had on last week, I'm not sure you're familiar with uh, Travis Lochner, big LinkedIn personality and does mm-hmm. maybe video-based content. And he said at first he was just trying to do everybody and everything. And he said, after a while, you got to like zero in and be like, I, yeah. we don't do that. I don't, I, it's out of, my, out of my lane. So you think like specialization is really important. Like try to figure out what you really do best and for what markets and then you could find you could find that little that little elbow room, that little wedge you need, that crack in the wall to get in and get some work done. Yeah, I think so. Nice. I, I think it comes down to like being honest with yourself. I mean, in the beginning, I would not have been able to run ads of the capacity that I wanted to, mm-hmm. or take on big corporations with big expectations. Yeah. Um, so if you're honest with where you are, I know that a lot of times we can get like want to look like, oh, we're doing big things, oh, this and this. Even for me, right now, things are 
have super slowed down as I'm considering what the next move is. Mm-hmm. So we're not on this super fast hustle train. It's not happening right now. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm really trying to see is, is, is this the best way to go about it? Do we need to change things? What's the direction? Um, so I don't always want to look like the expert or look like we have everything that you need. Sometimes we don't, you know, we, we work with a, a, a almost a specific client, but I think because we're honest and we're open and saying, Hey, I'm not sure this is the right fit, but I would love to help you find someone that could help you later on down the line. They'll come back to me because I was honest with them. And I told them, and, and I I've gotten calls back from uh, the Rio to clients in New Jersey that said, Hey, I know you, I know you're not going to BS me. I want your opinion on this. I want your advice. Do you think now this would work out? And constantly for three years, since I've worked with some of these guys that they always come back just because of that. So I think if, if you're, honest about where you're at and you, you specialize, you'll be fine. And also whoever you're referring them to that could come back to you also yes. where if they're, they end up in a similar situation they'd be like, yo man, gridlock specializes in this. You should go talk to them. Exactly. Yeah. Take care of your people. They'll take care of you. Beautiful. And are you, what platforms are you mainly working on in terms of building content for businesses? Uh, most of the stuff that we do right now, I'm trying to think which would be number one and number two. Actually, uh, surprisingly, YouTube's coming out on top with us making some online shows, podcasts, mm-hmm. visual stuff. Yeah. Um, and then promos, like promo videos, shorts, that sort of thing. Then second, I would probably put Instagram for graphics and utilizing IG stories. And then a lot of times uh, when we have someone come on, uh, depending on the specific client, we'll do things where if it's a personality we train him to be able to do lives on his own if he's out of town or I'll help have a videographer mm-hmm. help or whatever. Yeah. Um, but just so that they're getting their face out there, they're getting yep. awareness and like a, a kind of a relationship with their audience so that it's not some disconnect where, you know, so uh, it, it, it depends, but I definitely think that uh, it's been a good way to combat back and forth with, with different kinds of uh, clients and things like that. And the, and the YouTube stuff is like pre-roll and dropping in the, in, yeah. Gotcha. lower thirds all that stuff yeah yeah nice um and what about what about facebook and twitter how how often is that utilized for your like your specific clients i facebook a lot every okay. almost every day uh and then we're not repurposing stuff so if we post something on instagram you're not going to see it on facebook yeah it's just not it's just not gonna happen. i have this conversation <laughs> often so like, okay finally somebody has has the different opinion because i see it often and, and I'm even guilty of it myself. And I, I was working really hard to distinguish it uh, pre-COVID, but once once COVID hit and like half my staff left and I just had to get like a little more, a lot more operational, mm-hmm. I just didn't have the time. So it was like, all right, just yeah. uh, now we just need the message to go out. But w- yeah, we only have a couple minutes left on this, like repurposing across platform or like the, the, the companies that just use like uh, Hoodsuite or something like that. And it goes to like Instagram, Twitter, you know, Facebook, LinkedIn, all at the mm. same time, all with the same caption. Not for you? You're not into that? I don't think so. I think if you were to repurpose, I think you should diversify that repurpose. So what I'm yeah. saying is Instagram is the graphic with the text or the photo with the caption. Then the video that this caption came from, you post that video on Facebook. And then you're taking the text and putting it on Twitter and then you're creating the LinkedIn article or whatever the full, like, let's say like this, this podcast, for instance, if we got Mm -hmm. it in written form and we have the video, I'm using pictures of you, of me with the quotes that we said, you know, and then I'm also using the video to post on Facebook. I'm taking our quotes and making it written on Twitter. I could take this whole thing, make it an article and share that on LinkedIn. I mean, it's the same content. It's the same thing, but yeah. it's in a totally different medium. So it doesn't feel like, oh, I've seen this graphic on Instagram and Facebook, or why do I need to follow you on Facebook? I get the exact same thing on Instagram. There's no real need. There's no exclus- exclusivity, whatever the word is. Um, <laughs> I, think that's, I think that's a big deal. And I think it's important to see, like if video performs better on Instagram, switch it up, do Instagram, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I like that. Uh, and the show last week, basically, Travis was talking about you have this one hour a week that you put into a podcast, and it's just like an endless pool of content. If you're just if you hack it up all those different ways, exactly, um, it is definitely more work to do what you're saying, but mm. it it is it is good and diverse, and you get a, you get a lot of different takes and looks and values, like value props from each one, right? Exactly. 
Yep. That's super awesome. Really great suggestions. We're going to have to wrap this up, but before we go, I would like you to let everybody know where they're going to find out more about you or get in touch with you. Should they be interested in social media, real estate, board of trustees, any of that good stuff. <laughs> there was something else I feel like you mentioned that you do and you're like, go ahead. <laughs> um, I'm going to be uh, at Andamo H everywhere on social media, A-N-D-A-M-O-H. Um, including on public, which is a new uh, <laughs> investing and, and, app, and not Amanda. As no, not Amanda. Crumble <laughs> seems to think I'm Amanda. That was so funny, man. <laughs> so bad. I watched that twice. I laughed so hard. It was great. <laughs> yeah. So Crumble Cookie uh, had wrote my name as Amanda on one of the boxes, but it's on Damo. Um, and then I'll be on Twitter, Instagram. I'm gonna bring back B2B, which is where we can sit down and people just bring in questions. Like people that are nice. hard working on their own social media don't have a team. Like yeah. I just give every suggestion exactly the way that I would do it. No problem with giving free advice i don't care how much people other people charge for it like if you're doing it on your own like you have my support so nice. uh, i want to bring those back start doing those on instagram and youtube um at gridlock media co uh everywhere and then gridlockmedia.co not.com it's .co uh everywhere so I'm, <laughs> I'm i'm excited to be helping uh more people and seeing what i can do for the community and uh helping people be more honest and and, and reach their goals Awesome, man. Fantastic. I'm going to hit you up for this room on Tuesday nights. You'll love it. You fit right in, man. You're going to be fantastic. (laughs) Tony will make you a mod in no time and and you'll just get, you get to, you get the floor and a lot of this stuff is very valuable. It'll, it'll, it'll be a great fit. So I'll hit you up for that. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you all for listening. Everybody. It's beautiful outside. Go have a great weekend. Get some stuff done. We'll see you next week. Everybody. Peace out. at www.talkradio.nyc now broadcasting 24 hours a day hey everybody it's tommy d the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic each week here on talkradio.nyc i host a program philanthropy and focus Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Hi, I'm Graham Dobbin. Join me every Thursday evening for the Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. We speak to people from business, sport, military, and politics, all around what makes a great leader the personal experiences of what's worked and maybe more importantly, what hasn't worked. So that's seven o'clock every Thursday evening. The Mind Behind Leadership here on talkradio.nyc. Listen to real stories of real leaders. Hi, I am Joseph Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Wise Content Creates Wealth. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Friday afternoon from 1 p.m. to 2 They say content is king. Well, wise content rules the world. Every episode features tools and tips for content marketing and business people telling the wise content stories of that success. Tune in every Friday from 1 p.m. to 2 on talkradio.nyc. Hey, all you listeners looking to boost your business. Why not advertise on Talk Radio NYC with very reasonable rates? Interested? Simply send us a message on our website, talkradio.nyc. Do you love or are you intrigued about New York City and its neighborhoods? I'm Jeff Goodman, host of Rediscovering New York weekly show that showcases New York's history and its extraordinary neighborhoods. Every Tuesday live at 7 p.m., we focus on a particular neighborhood and explore its history, its vibe, its feel, and its energy. Tune in live every Tuesday at 7 p.m. on talkradio.nyc. Howdy, I am Joseph.
Franklin McElroy, host of the new podcast, Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.